Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday. If you guys have been listening, you guys already know this is a weekly show where we're talking about everything that's going on in the world and, you know, trading news, trading topics. But not only that, we also talk about things that go on in the Latino community, whether it's like, um, you know, history lessons. You know, we've done a whole episode about uh, Roberto Clemente, uh, and we're going to continue to do episodes like that in the future. But, you know, it, it's a weekly segment that we put out by Latinos uh, for our community. So, again, we talk about a variety of topics from business entrepreneurship to stories and things that are actually going on in the Latino community. So appreciate you guys tapping in. Uh, I know there's been a whole lot of new followers on Instagram that came through, a couple new YouTube subscribers. So uh, first episode of the year, we're really excited for 2024 and excited for what this year has to bring. And I mean, look, we're going to continue to grow this platform and very, very excited for the opportunities that are coming. Before we jump into today's topics, Jeremiah, how you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling great, bro. Super appreciative for being in the new year. Appreciate all the new subscribers. Appreciate all the great guests that we had last year. Um, the plethora of interviews that came out. We appreciate you guys. We're looking to do bigger and better things this year. So excited to get it going. Yeah, bigger and better things is definitely what we're striving for. And we figured on this first episode of 2024, we just want to jump into a couple of personal goals that we have, whether it's for ourselves or for the platform, um, you know, I think it'd be dope to document, you know, our goals. And at the end of the year, you know, see how far we come or how far we actually went. In addition to that, um, you guys can hold us accountable. You know what I'm saying? The listeners out there can listen to this episode and can check in with us and see, you know, how things are going. So um, yeah, let's jump into it. So for me, I pretty much have two goals for this platform. I mean, I have a whole, really a whole list, but I want to hone in. I want to hone in on two, right? So, number one, I really want to hone in on YouTube and creating more content for YouTube. So, it's funny because Jeremiah and I were just talking before we hit record, and we want to start uh, talking about more stories in the Latino community and um, shining more lights. On, on different things, a little outside of business and entrepreneurship. I think it would be dope to have, you know, maybe a, a weekly uh, video that comes out highlighting something in our community, right? And continuing to elevate the quality of the YouTube content is what I'll say. So essentially what I would love is when you go to our YouTube channel, I want you to see like a catalog of information you can consume and you could apply to your life. But also like, yo, uh, go here for history lesson. Go here to learn about this and that and learn about like different conflicts and challenges that are going on um, in Latin America is what I think we would love to do. Um, at the end of the day, we are transitioning from just a podcast to a media company, right? And I think, you know, that goal fits right in line with what we're trying to do. So for me, honing in on YouTube, it's going to be big in 2024. And then the second thing 
is figure out more ways to give back to our people, give back to our, our Latino community, whether it's, I don't, I don't know, free course of something. I don't know, an in-person event, uh, maybe going to different schools, uh, Jeremiah and I, and like talking to the kids about entrepreneurship, just give back in some type of way. Um, I feel like I naturally am a giver and I don't think I did as much of that in 2023. So I want to get back to that in 2024, giving as much back as possible. Um, so for me, those are my two goals, you know, for the platform. Jeremiah, talk to us, bro. How you, how you feeling? What are your thoughts? Um, so my my first one is aligned with the growth of Latin Wealth, right? And Wealth Wednesday and the, I said the, the media conglomerate. I'll go ahead and speak that. Yeah. Um, into existence, but uh, it's basically taking the information and those history segments and the things like that, and then doing my due diligence to make sure that as we present it, if it's you or if it's me, however we're presenting it, that it's factual, and then that we can align it to things that are relatable for you in your everyday life. Like basically, um, there's stuff going on in Puerto Rico, but we can take it back to the Jones Act that was signed in 1901, mm -hmm. and this is the reason why economic hardships are still in place now. Like things like that, and we could just tie it. So I'm going to be doing my work in the background to make sure that it's factually linked, and we can base everything, and that you can take that information and implement it. Uh, that's my one thing, just making sure that everything mm -hmm. that we always do that is factually sound. You guys know I'm big on due diligence, so that that. I want to do that and I'm going to do more of that in 2024 uh, working with Chris. We're going to do that. And then what's funny is the second part is, is um, actually they both kind of tie in and that was, and you said it for me actually, and it's getting out there. Um, and what I mean by that is us in person doing seminars, speaking to the kids, it's, it's us um, teaching entrepreneurial workshops, right. And, and just giving our information in the gyms that we have um, back to the community. I want to make people and I want to, you know, work to have people understand that you don't have to be just in strictly entertainment or sports mm -hmm. in order to be masterful and live well. Right. Um, there's other avenues, there's other things that we can do. And maybe college isn't the way for you, but there are multiple classes and multiple ways and in, 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 um, an actual pass getting to where you want to go to. So getting that information out, me and Chris working together and coming and presenting that information, that was my second that was my second one. So, you know, I, I love that because I mean, we can do a whole other podcast about like how we grew up, how we grew up and like, we thought the only way out was hooping or, you know, uh, rapping or whatever, you know, there's the only couple options, but as you grow, as you educate yourself, as you surround yourself with people that are independent thinkers, you know, there's a million ways to get out. And unfortunately people that look like us, young kids that look like us, they don't always know that. So, um, we just want to, we just want to do our part at the end of the day. We want to do our yeah. part with everything that we're doing here. So, um, if you guys are looking to collaborate or have some ideas, please run them by us. Um, I know recently I've been getting some, some DMS about like folks in, in DR, they're like, yo, I'm an investor out here. If you need anything, please let me know. And I'm like, okay, you know, starting to cultivate a community of people that we can reach out, do business with, or, you know, just do different things with. Is the goal of this platform? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So yeah. So what we're gonna jump into it today. We got some dope topics. Uh, both these topics are directly relating to our people in our Latino community. And so off the top, a Latin America 
biggest investors are moving their wealth to Miami at a faster rate than ever, all right? And recent time, wealthy Latin American investors have been rapidly transferring their assets to Miami, uh, really marketing it as one of the biggest uh, wealth migrations in, in recent history. And this movement is primarily driven by regional instability and the appeal of higher returns in Miami compared to their home country. So some of these countries that these uh, wealthy individuals are coming from, um, you know, politically and um, the, the economy is not the most stable situation to be putting their assets in, which definitely they're moving their money from their home country into America, specifically in Miami. And so before we jump into it, a couple um, talking points major banking institutions like JP Morgan Chase and um, leading Brazilian banks are witnessing substantial growth in their asset management and client base due to this trend. So again, Chase, Tina, a huge uh, uprise. They manage about $180 billion from Latin America, which was pretty crazy to see. And their Miami team is focusing on clients from countries like Argentina, Chile, and Peru. All right. So um, they even expanded that that team over there by 10% to 70 people mm -hmm. in that department that are focusing solely on Latin American clients and trying to bring them to um, Miami. So very interesting stuff, man. Very, very interesting. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Jeremiah? So the basis and how we tie this, I mean, it's always good whenever you see a predominantly Latino, um, Latin-based, right, city mm -hmm. grow and attract more of our own people here, um, creating new businesses, creating uh, a new melting pot, right, new areas. I lived in, lived in Florida for about six years. It's about a chance to always to be in Miami and actually live it and see it. And this is during the years of LeBron and all that. It was mm -hmm. like some of the craziest Crazy. times ever. But it was really it was really awesome because you start to see Miami grow and it was already cultivated. Now most people would obviously know Amy. Um you know I was I was watching something and it was saying Miami was basically Miami was basically back in the eighties or whatever like that. But it's grown now to be an actual place where you can, you know, take your family. It's grown home. There's businesses. There's a lot of different mm -hmm. diversity of things that's going on. And I think that this new push, this new wave of people coming in, is not only due to the instability and where they're coming from, but it's also due to, well, let's be honest, um, in most European and Latin countries, Latin-based countries, soccer is a big thing, right? You got Messi that just came there. David Beckham owns the team. And then you got Messi that actually was signed by David Beckham. It's like one of the craziest things mm -hmm. ever. Um, and you're like, that's not really it. But in the in the culture of, of, of Latin culture, that's huge because Messi brings billions of dollars with him, right? It's mm -hmm. advertising. It's the restaurants. It's opportunities of endorsements and all these things that are coming along with it. So as the economy of Miami boosts, you could go and, and come in and invest and get your piece of that. And so I think that the newly uh, renovated and, and, and you know, thought process of Miami is to become a Mecca, essentially, mm -hmm. for um, Latin American wealth. 
right through in this region. So in the Western Hemisphere. So if you think Latin wealth, you think Miami, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's what they're they're pushing to do. And I I mean, in the next few years, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think you're going to start to see more. Uh, more people leave their countries, obviously come there. And then I think you're going to start to see a lot more people leave uh, the United States, leave their cities, mm -hmm. like people from New York, oh, from more to Miami, right? From Philly, from other areas, uh, from California. A hundred percent. And I love that you broke that down because from the outside, from looking from the outside and, you know, doing the research that we do, uh, I mean, Miami is, and they're doing a lot of great things. You know, I'm sure they have their flaws and whatnot, but you, like you said, you got the weather, you got the culture of Miami at the melting pot, and I can definitely see. Um, I've I've even heard what different big entrepreneurs, you know, moving from LA to to Miami, not only for the, the tax purposes, but just just the overall culture and the vibe that the city offers. Um, and on top of that, you know, they're they're just trying to become a hub for, you know, financing, like you said, and also crypto as well, which is, which is big as well out there. Um, so it's it's very interesting what's going on over there. Very, very appealing for I can see why anybody would want to move to Miami, you know. I mean, I to be honest, I, I was you know, I were having a conversation and you were like, bro, where would you where would you move? Would you come back to Texas? And I'm like, nah, not really. I'm good on Texas, but um, look, Texas, but I'm good on it. But um, Florida, Florida has always been a great yeah. place. I love the weather. It reminds me of Puerto Rico, right? Uh, scenery and the climate is very similar. Um, so I always love Florida. And I can see how it has that draw, like you said, just the overall draw, pulling people in. And I like that the banks that are associated with the demographics that are coming in are beefing up people in those areas to mm -hmm. help speak their language. There is a very large population of Brazilians in Southern Florida. And so what you see is now you're pulling more of those people and they're hiring more people that I speak your language. I understand your struggle or where you're coming from. I know how to link your investments to what you want and what your financial goals are. And I think that's key. Um, and I think that that's very powerful for Miami that, you know, it's a place where they're seeking to cultivate the Latin experience and seeking to cultivate mm -hmm. the Latin lifestyle. I think that's very big that's that's yeah. powerful you know it's crazy bro fun fact out of all the places i've traveled to i've actually never traveled to miami yeah <laughs> i i'll tell you this i mean it it is living there was an experience um mm -hmm. just going to visit is an experience beautiful For water sure. and i and and people always people will be like oh uh what did they tell me like out out here, we I live in California, so they'll say, "Hey, um, I'm going to the beach," and I'm like, "That's not a beach." And they're like, well, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Bro, that is not a beach." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And you show them, like, you can show them Florida water, Miami. You can see to the bottom of the water. They're like, "It's like that's a beach." And, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I I grew up in California. I've never seen the bottom of anything in those water, <laughs> and it's cold. Yeah, cold as heck, bro. So let me let me ask you this real quick. My last question about this segment. So, you know, JP Morgan got their Miami team and they're focusing on clients from countries like Argentina, Chile, and Peru. And pretty much they're getting the 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 uh they're they're getting clients from those countries. Now obviously they're wealthy, they have money, they have uh, a large amount of assets, and they're bringing them to Miami. How does that affect the different countries' economy when you're taking 
you know, some of their multimillionaires, maybe even billionaires from their countries and managing their assets in America. Does that affect these other countries in any way? Is there some type of trade? There's obviously got to be a trade-off at some point. Yeah, so what ends up happening, I'm pretty sure, in the process of residency um, and how you exchange that money, because there's rules and laws, right, against how you invest that money. You have to be in, in a place for a certain amount of time, right, because um, you have to have identification and things that link to you being sense. able to access to put money into the American system. And so the trade-off is usually the exchange rate. And then there's also background um, agreements and things that are made with banks or something where you have to leave a certain amount um, there with them. But yeah, it greatly affects those countries because imagine if you're taking the cream of the crop from a country mm. and then you bring it to America, well, that country now has less cream, right? And mm. so it's very important that not only do the people come here and come to Miami and they learn and they invest and they build this wealth and they build the lifestyle that they want, but I also challenge people to invest back into your country because that's where mm. you came from. So if it's a business or even if it's uh, something, some type of something that mm -hmm. invests back into your country because people that are still living there. Now, if you're talking about um, like some Florida has a very large population of Venezuelans as well. Uh, Venezuela, probably you're not able to do that just because of mm -hmm. the way the country is set up and things like that. But Argentina, Peru, uh, Brazil, Chile, all of these countries, you're able to go back and invest and put money in back into the country while you're making it here, but invest back into the country. So that's what I would say they should do because it definitely affects the economies of these countries that so don't have a plethora. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. They don't have a plethora. I was going to say they don't have a, they don't have a huge amount of billionaires in these mm -hmm. countries to be yeah. taking them. That's going to affect like GDP that affects businesses, jobs, all these things inside of these countries. So you said exchange rates. Well, what do you mean by that? Uh, so let's say $1. We talked about this $1 equal, right. if we're talking about with the Dominican peso, so $1 to whatever a peso, uh, Argentinian peso or whatever the rupee or whatever that currency is, um, the change or the exchange between those two, a portion of that can be fractioned off, right, to stay within the country gotcha. versus like, right? So just the way money moves essentially yeah. and the banks can come come to an agreement and they can yeah mm -hmm. so i'm saying like if they're moving large amounts of money like that they'll at least benefit from the fee of whatever amount of money is moving over or the asset gotcha yeah so you have so in order for the bank here in america to gain that access right the bank back in brazil or wherever they're at they're going to have an exchange rate and they'll have a fee associated with exchanging that money and so they still retain some fees let's say you're moving a billion i wouldn't say you move a billion dollars out of a bank but mm. You're moving assets that are worth a billion dollars, right? Or high multiple nine figures. There is going to be a retention of multiple millions of dollars that stay in that. Mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. 100%. Love that. Dope. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on this situation as always. And we'd love to, like, you know, keep an eye on these stories, see what's going on, and then come back and revisit it, give you guys updates on um, these scenarios and whatnot. So, Moving along, we need to do uh, a Miami a version. We need to do Miami version. We need to we need to go to Miami, walk around, and we need to interview people in Miami. Go to New York. And no, not even okay. So, I'll say this: one of the and this is I'm getting off a little off track here, but one of the, I brought up the whole YouTube thing, creating high quality content. 
one of the things I want to make happen in 2024 is like more documentation. So going into these countries, these cities, wherever we're at, and like getting on unbiased information from locals and um, giving unbiased information to people out there so they can make a decision or whatever, they can form their own opinion from the information we give them. So to your point, absolutely go into Miami and, you know, sit down with different business owners or locals and whatnot and understanding what's going on out there um, and see, you know, it, the pros and cons, see it all, you know? Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, moving along, a Latino group has launched some billboards in California to call attention to Latina, Latino media and investment disparities. All right, so this was actually pretty interesting and actually very creative. A nonprofit group called Aki uh, launched mobile billboards Thursday, well, it was last Thursday, in San Francisco and Los Angeles as part of the Show Me the Receipt campaign. And really, this is to draw attention to the disparities between Latino economic contribution and how the, the, the community is being represented in turn. So we'll probably post video, we'll post pictures in this in this podcast, but definitely go look it up of uh, what these billboards look like because they're not the typical billboards. They're actually pretty creative. Uh, and really, this group is dowling to hold uh, people accountable that have promised to keep investing in our people and representing the Hispanic community. And pretty much the billboard, the billboards call attention to continued disparities in capital and investment in Latino startup. So uh, one of the billboards, it displays an image of a store receipt highlighting the economic output of Latino consumers, which is about $3.4 trillion with a T, trillion. $3.4 trillion. With a T. With a T versus the amount invested in Latino startups, which is $1.3 billion with a B. So we're looking at uh, the output of Latino consumers, $3.4 trillion. Which is, uh, like, there's got to be some type of graph back there that scales how much a trillion dollars is, but it, it's an absurd amount of money compared to how much they're investing in our people, which is only $1.3 billion. And I say $1.3 billion compared to, you know, the trillion, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. And it also, before we, 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 I'll let Jeremiah get in here, studies recently released last year saying that Latinos economic output would rank fifth in the world if they were their own, if we were our own country. So the output that we put, if we were to collectively come together, be our own country, whatever uh, Latino country, we would be the fifth in the world, which is insane. A lot of information, but definitely go check these billboards out. Very, very interesting with the, what this group did. And again, they're bringing attention to um, the disparity and investment in capital. You put out, um, so you put out $3.4 trillion. And then what's invested into uh, Latin-based businesses, Latin-based startups, angel investments, um, capital investments, right? is 
essentially 3,400% three, less than what you output. Mm. Mm. Just to make that relative, right? I mean, imagine that your check, your, your check every two weeks with was $3,400. Paying you for 80 hours of work, imagine your company paying you $1. Mm. Yeah, right. That's it. But that's it. So if you're really just sitting and thinking about it, I need you to really color uh here. We're putting out the word, we're putting out the effort, right? There were promises, um, and there were things made, obligations that were made, which force us to continue working because one thing about Latinos, we've never had a problem working. Right. Since you've come to this country, we've never had a problem working. The result or learning how to cultivate that work and grow wealth and be able to create generational wealth and continue to influence and implement things that are good for us, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that these billboards are being thrown up because what it's saying is, is our money's just as green as everyone else's mm -hmm. and the disparity between what we're putting out and what we're receiving back can't continue to happen. We're not going to continue to accept what we put out. Essentially, I mean, it's now you're saying trillions and billions, so it doesn't seem like whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, it, it's a, it's dang near slave labor. Like it's yeah. kind of like that's kind of the level it's at. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense for a billion dollars. Yeah, but then it's relative, right? So it's relative. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's yeah. like we work in two weeks and getting a dollar when your normal check is thirty four hundred. You're not going to take that, right? You'd be there'd be problems. And so that's what we're saying. And, and, yeah. and I like this. Mm -hmm. um, and I also feel that we should give behind each other and we should be supportive of people that are placing us in positions to call out um, some injustices and some of the things that have been going on because really no one's asking for a leg up or like a handout. It's we want things to be um, equal, right? Or fair mm -hmm. across the board, just just fair. across that's the board. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. There is another. So that billboard was in San Francisco, and the other one yep. they put was in Los Angeles. And the billboard was designed similar, but this one really taps into and it calls out the lack of Latino representation in film. And this is like a whole another podcast we can actually hit on mm -hmm. as well. But um, the, the the picture shows the contrast between ticket sales to Latinos. So. Latinos represent about 29% of ticket sales. Uh, but when you look at Latino movie leads, only 5% and only 3% of the directors are Latinos. So very interesting. Love that they did this again, shedding, um, uh, highlighting, you know, issues that are going on in our community in a creative way. Right. And I think, you know, something I, I want to hit on is you got these companies that or Hispanic Heritage Month, they get super. For Hispanic Heritage Month, they get they get super excited. You know, they want to talk about how many Latinos they have in their their company. They want to talk about how diverse they are. They want to have budgets. They want to collaborate with you. They want to get you on their platform. And I'm speaking out of experience. All right, but the moment that that month is over, and you reach out that yo, you want to continue to collaborate. You want to continue. They ghost you, all right? They will ghost you. They won't say anything to you. So 
um, not only Hispanic Heritage Month, I'm, I'm sure a lot of Black creators experience it for Black History Month as well, where, you know, it's it only those 30 days, those 31 days that they, they want to, you know, embrace us, they want to pull out their wallet, and then after that, be later, you know? <laughs> crazy. No, it's true. And I, it was crazy is, um, I think what people need to realize is, you know, the black and brown as we speak to it, but, you know, this is American history, no more than anything else, right? Latinos fighting Cesar Chavez and things like that's American history, right? Um, black history, it shouldn't be confined to 30 days, right? 30, 31 days. This is American nope. history. The same way you teach uh, George Washington and, and, and Thomas Edison, you need to be teaching it. Yeah, Chris. Oh man, that name, that name, trigger word. today. Yeah, especially oh, for us. Bro, First place he landed. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I don't. Yeah, I'm a little. We, we don't got to get yeah. into it, but man, it is. It's insane. Like just growing up, what we learned about him and like the light that he was shut in with. Anyway, uh, yeah. So. Dope, dope. Again, the name of this group is called Aki, the Accountability Movement. So shout out to them for creating billboards. Um, I love to see it. Love to see that they did it in California, where let's be honest, most of California, uh, most of the Latinos in California are majority Mexican. So it's dope to see, you know, them mm -hmm. kind of getting light out there as well. Um, but yes, another episode to Wealth Wednesday. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share this with somebody else out there. It would truly mean the world to us. You guys heard our goals at the beginning of the podcast, all right? We pretty much are doing this for y'all. Like we are doing it for the community. We've always done it for the community, and we're going to continue to do that, right? So I'll share this with somebody out there that needs to hear this episode and um stay tuned for next week we got another of course wealth one day coming out and we also got an interview coming out next friday as well and looking forward to that and with that being said it's a lot of wealth family we'll catch you guys next week peace <laughs>